one of my favorite episodes so far. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. We level up production and topic. I know this, this episode is a little bit different from everything you've heard before. We have like clips and segments and some epic commentary. And we're talking <laughs> about how Alex Ormosi grew his following by 1 million followers in six months. Yeah, we talked about the $100,000 uh, piece of advice that Grant Cardone gave him. Uh, we talked about message over production. Is that really a thing? Yeah, and uh, the new way being the Twitter the way. The Twitter way. What Surprise. is that? Oh, man, and, and that as, and so much more. So uh, tune in and welcome to the show. Yeah, this is going to be a two-part series, so make sure you tune in to the next one as well. See ya. Bye. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Content is Profit. I'm excited today. We're trying something new over here. We just uh, mentioned it a little earlier, but Fonsi, thank you for doing all the research, man. Like I saw the video and I'm like, I got, I got this, I got I this. Mean, but you're like, no, you didn't get this. Uh, you need my notes. Somebody has to carry the team <laughs> and that is me, guys. And you. if you enjoyed today's show, guys, please don't forget to follow the show in all your podcasting platforms and follow us on social media at Beast Bros Co. And you know what to do. If you enjoyed today's episode and it helped you move one step closer to your goal, don't forget to share it with your BFFs and your family as well. Yeah. And of course, anybody and everybody. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, share it and tell them, hey, download, download, because he helps the Beast Bros. And if he helps the Beast Bros, he helps me as well. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, that was good. So selfish, bro. So selfish. You're so selfish. <laughs> no, we love you guys. We love the support. By the way, uh, I mean, we're breaking records here on Contents Profit. This month, this past month, five times the amount of downloads as uh, the first, like three months ago. So Studio thank clap. you. Studio clap. Thank you so much for you, the bro. listener. You didn't pick up on the joke last time. Remember, when we're going to do studio clap, it's going to be like all weird. But you were all weird. And I was That's like, fine. legit, because I, you know, <laughs> anyways, I, I didn't proceed, mean to. Proceed. Proceed. Tangent. Okay. Tangent alert. Uh, Fonsi, let's let's get the show on the road, right? A little, little background on what we're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. We saw this video that one of our good friends shared on Instagram. And the video, it's about a presentation that Alex Ormosi did on how he grew a million followers in six months. And, you know, that is that is pretty fantastic, right? So what we're going to be talking about today is actually that. It's the Million Followers Framework by Alex Ormosi, how to 10x your growth. But there's a little disclaimer in there, right? Because, of course... You know, not everybody is as jacked and has <laughs> such an epic beard as Alex Ramosi, but also they haven't been putting all the work throughout the years that he has been putting, right? He published a book that got a lot of attention. He's been building lots of businesses and he's been doing the hard work behind the scenes, yeah. right? That has led him to a point that then he can leverage that influence that he has with massive volume of content, right? This whole framework that we're gonna share with you to increase his following in the millions, yeah. right? So keep that in mind. That being said, as always, we talk about principles and these principles apply to you regardless of where you are in your journey. Of course, you need to make sure you know what is your capacity and what are your resources when doing all this thing, but the principle per se, this thing applies to you. So. 
make sure to pay attention. That's right. Uh, I mean, you did mention all the disclaimers. And again, uh, pay attention to those principles because if you apply it, you're going to see some results. Uh, we have applied some of these and we're going to share some of the results as well if we got some time at the end or probably on the next episode. But I'm excited to dive in. So should we see? Should we watch the first clip? Yeah, yeah. Play the, the first clip where uh, the one and only Alex Ormosi <laughs> here is sharing a few commentary from Grant Cardone. All right, here we go. I was on this call with him. He was like, bro, pull up your Instagram. I was like, okay. He's like, pull up my Instagram. He's like, I got 10 times the content as you. 10, <laughs> 10 times. times. He's like, bro, it's volume, bro. <laughs> volume. I was like, that's deep. And so I was like, you know, I should probably do more. So many times we're doing the right stuff. Volume, we're just bro. doing way, way too little of it. Ooh, I was on this call with that him. That was good. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's break, break that down. So for those that don't know, he, I think Layla, so Alex's wife yeah. actually bought him this like private coaching package with Grant Cardone, oh. which was worth like a hundred grand. Katie, pay attention. <laughs> it was <laughs> worth like a hundred grand. Oh. And Alex Ormosi actually recorded everything and put it online for everyone to see, which is the very Robin, impressive. The, the Robin Hood of entrepreneurship. The Robin Hood of entrepreneurship. But at the same time, <laughs> he had, I remember yeah. a comment that he made in those videos. He's like, hey, like, this obviously is just going to help people that are in certain places in their journey. Uh, but still, he just puts it out there. And I think that was absolutely amazing. So yeah. let's talk about volume. 10x the volume. And I mean, Grant Cardone has way more followers and, yeah. you know, a big, big audience. He's being pretty loud. I think this is a, a, a big one that we get all the time, right? Because um, the system that we've been able to design internally for the BizWorks content, and you're about to see a, lo a lot more kind of coming out, Uh is all designed to produce as much volume as our capacity allows, right? And I think the model that we have allows us to do that. But when we share it, it's funny, we get mixed feelings, right? We have people that are not too keen on the volume side of things. And we have our theories, right? We've shared this with a few episodes um, where maybe the people that complain on this is people that might not have the capacity, right? And they cannot do something, whether that's money, whether that's a team, whether that's a system, right? Uh, the second that we were able to design that system, um, all the belief around volume kind of change, And as soon as we started distributing that, we've seen the results, right? Uh, hence the last two weeks on shorts, I think we've done blocks of like nine shorts per day, right? And uh, it's increased a ton of views. I think it's, it's racked up like about 15,000 views or something, like 80, 80 hours of, of content that people have watched with the Bizro's face. So uh, to that, I say, obviously agree on it. And uh, there's mixed feelings. So if you are in that position where you're like, huh, volume might not be the way, try to figure out a way on how you can increase that uh, by resources or by creating a system or by sending us a quick DM and we'll share some of it. But you'll see in the rest of the episodes, they share a little bit on how they tackle this and uh, exploited uh, yeah. Alex's content. Absolutely. And I think there's a, you know, a spot here where a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to do a lot of volume because I do so much quality, right? Kind of like the rapper. Mm -hmm. And that's going to tie into the next clip that we're going to share. But, you know, for us, it's kind of like a test methodology you're putting your message out there and you're throwing it out and yeah. you're gonna see what people are answering to and you cannot really do that only with quality sure you can have volume with massive quality on the whole production side but how much resource would that take right yeah probably yeah. in the five to six figures per month literally to have that production to have quality and volume at the same time but you can have volume 
with quality of the message and not so much that quality of the production, which is going to require less resources and you yeah. can turn that one around, you know, way faster. And I think that ties in to our next clip. You want to play I, it? I, I think this is going to be like a multi-episode thing, just so you know, because like there's so, so much thoughts, you know, as we close it's this a lot out. Of juice. On there's the, a lot of juice uh, in here. a lot here. of juice, you know, on the, on the volume side, as right before I share the next clip, it, it just also allows you to create more opportunities online mm -hmm. to gather feedback, right? Like with the, with the amount of shorts that we've been publishing last week, we've been able to gather where, where are people kind of tuning in? What are they liking? What are they consuming more time? And those are ideas and, and pieces of content and that we can develop a little bit more. So, for yep. example, this video, this is not ours, right? The clips that we're playing, but it got a ton of traction, right? So that's yeah. an indicator that people really uh, want to learn about this. Yeah. And then that's why that's why we're creating Absolutely. this episode. And we got to mention proper credits to Think Media. They yeah. produce this video on YouTube. So right. full credit to them on this video. Uh, but uh, full credit to us on the awesomeness on the commentary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the commentary. All right. Clip number two. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Let's see. This one is about the messaging and the production. That thing that was that we were talking about. All right, let's check it out. All right, let's see. What's inside the content matters more than the wrapper. So for anybody who's like worried about getting started, about making it look right, I don't think it matters. I mean, I think it matters a little bit, but it's 80-20. So focus on the 80. Absolutely. And I want to put a little bit of context to this little clip, especially if you're listening right now. He actually goes and shares that he built two studios, like high-end quality studios, one with like four flat screen TVs on the back, you know, like the whiteboard, the whole thing. Yeah. And then he published a video where he was literally just sitting in front of his laptop <laughs> in like an hotel, like no background whatsoever. Yeah, I think his studio now is the, the closet in his Vegas apartment. And yeah. You can see just the door behind. And that, that video that had the low production did way better than all the other ones in the yeah. studio. I think right? they, this also calls to like the principle that we share all the time, right? Remove that friction. Uh, so obviously a lot of people, uh, we get it on the, all the time, right? Like what, what, what kind of background should I be putting on? Like what kind of equipment should I be using, right? And uh, it depends, right, at the level that you're at. I, I get it. Like if you're looking for that authority level, you already have a proven business, you have a message that you've perfected over the years and maybe that's the next level on content. I, I get it, but... A lot of the people that start on content maybe see that as a standard and then they try to get and produce it some something similar to that and that adds a ton of friction on their systems, on their teams, on the production, right? Because it's not built. The base is not built. Especially if you're trying a new message. If you're selling something brand new, like like when it happened with us two years ago when we started started promoting content momentum and, and the agency side of things, we needed to test the message. We needed to test what we were doing. So lower production allowed us to put the message out there multiple times. That's the reason the, the show is three times a week. It has evolved quite a bit, yeah. obviously, but that was the only reason. Because but it's because we, we've like, increased our resources. That's why it has evolved. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Resources and time. And, and the reason skills. why we've increased our resources is because we've been publishing more and getting in front of more opportunities, generating more conversations, turning into more business. Yeah. So, you know, uh, have faith, right? Like believe in, in the message that you're putting out mm -hmm. there initially, right? There's going to be low, low traction on that content and that's normal. But as you put more pieces of content and you practice your message, see that as an opportunity to grow and to... Uh, make sure that your message yeah. is nice and tight. One of the reasons I love this clip is because I remember when we decided to start publishing consistently right after those business owners told us that, hey, what you guys are selling us is really cool, but you have no proof of concept because your social media has no content whatsoever. You know, that gut punch that we experienced. Oh, boy. 
I remember that we were, you know, when we came up with the 45 live challenge, going live on Facebook for 45 days in a row, the whole thing was let's decrease friction yeah. and literally focus on the quality of the message. I remember that I personally, at that time, I didn't truly believe in that because mm -hmm. I also focus on high quality. I loved high quality, right? I pretty much my content journey started by watching high quality YouTube videos like Peter McKinnon, you know, very high end productions, Casey really, really cool videography, uh, Casey Neistat, right? Each one has their style that you can tell they put so much effort into it. And my perception is if you don't have content like that, it's going to be very difficult to be successful. So when we started doing the 45 Live, I remember that we came up with the motto of quality of the message over quality of the production. And that was a message that we just would repeat ourselves every single time. Quality of the message over quality of the production. Quality of the message over quality <laughs> of the production. Until I believed it. Until I was like, okay, good. Quality of the message over quality of the production. And that yeah. made it easier for me to publish, to be okay with putting volume out there, even if it didn't look like it was recorded in a super expensive and fancy camera. Yeah, I love it. And to this day, right, it might look nice, but we are on a probably like a $50 webcam. <laughs> like it's not like a, it's not a DSLR or crazy camera, right? And uh, obviously there's some accessibility, right? And at the end of the day, it's like, what do you feel comfortable? But at the end of the day is that belief that yeah. you got to put it out there, right? Absolutely. So, so uh, st start loading clip number three here. And, you know, after you start, after you start trusting on the quality of the message over quality of the production, there's something that's going to happen. You're going to say, okay, well, how do I talk for so long? How do I create that many pieces of content? And this is where Alex shared what is his content creation model, right? Identifying his ideas and it's actually really cool. We have, I feel like, a somewhat similar process. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll share, we'll show the, cl the clip and then we'll share what we do. Yeah, and then we'll share our opinion and everything. So, yeah. all right, hit it. All right, here we go. And the new way is the Twitter way, which is uh, being blocked by the thing because it formatted weird. But uh, I post all of those ideas as tweets on Twitter rather than just sending them to myself. And so all of a sudden, what used to be my inbox is actually just my, like, tweet thread. Ooh, and the new that's that's good. So that was juicy. All right. So he he's talking about his idea creation process and how his idea capture process as well to then turn yeah. that into content. Well, the the clip like started, and I think we didn't cut it in the right time. But uh, basically, he started to share like how he used to do it, where he would send an email to himself every time he he had an idea or every time he saw a piece of content. That was out there versus a new idea, which is what he just said. Yeah, he, he would just send it to, to his email and then he's like, okay, cool. I'll get to it back later, which already adds friction, yeah. right? But what he mentions here is that Twitter has become that capture idea, that idea capturing platform because first it is very forgiving. Like it's so fast paced and you can put so many stuff out there that, you know, people read it and they just keep going. But if something resonates it resonates and people start commenting, engaging yeah. with it. You know, he can use Twitter as a sort of stream of consciousness, kind of like a little journal for his thoughts, which is really cool because you're just putting it out there. And at the same time, you have a record kind of organized on what are these topics that are coming to your head. And think about it. How many times per day do you get ideas in your head that you think about, huh, this would be a great piece of content 
and maybe you write it in a notepad, you write it in Notion, whatever it is where you take your notes and you tell yourself, I'm going to get back to it later. <laughs> and then that later never comes and you never end up doing that piece of content. Or maybe you think so much about it later on that you get overwhelmed and you decide not to tackle that specific piece of content. Instead, what Hermosi does, he pulls his Twitter, tweets that, that, that thought that he got, and then he has quick feedback. Yeah. One of, one of the things when we saw this video that you mentioned, is like, well, what if we don't have a big Twitter following? Which we don't, right? We ne yeah. I don't think Twitter has been our main platform, not even close. Uh, lately, we've been, we've been posting there a little bit more, but not like this. And, uh, you know, I don't know what your system is but my system was i would screenshot or i would screen record the thing and i would save it in a folder in my phone photos uh and like you said we would never go back to it the idea will stay there right like if it resonates internally uh to me that helps me kind of uh form the idea and then produce it for the podcast because that's the main thing that we do uh but i love this right because twitter will give you immediate feedback so i'm very excited to try this out i gotta make um a conscious effort to actually do this when a thought comes up, when there's a, a, a very smart piece of information that I consume, uh, put it out there in form of Twitter. Right now, what I have is a spreadsheet on Notion where I put the clips in there. Also, in a sense, because Notion is our, our software to produce this stuff, so we can just click in there and we see the picture and we can we can add it, sorry, into our podcast cheat sheet. But I think as proving the ideas that resonate, right, we, we talk about this uh, on the episodes for the newsletters mm -hmm. where, you know, we can go to platforms like Reddit, right? And obviously Twitter's like that. But I'm very excited to see what happens if you don't have such a big following, right? Because it's going to be a repository yeah. of ideas, maybe with feedback, maybe without feedback. If you are listening and you try this out, let us know. Keep us posted. What happens, right? Yeah. I think, you know, I started thinking when he was talking about this as well, of like, okay, well, what if I don't want to tweet? Or what if I don't have a Twitter? What if I don't want another platform to take care of? Can you do the same thing in other platforms such as, let's say, Instagram, right? And I personally think you can. You get Instagram stories. Why don't you, quote unquote, tweet the thought yeah. on your stories, right? And you can actually see a record, an archive of the stories that you shared. So you're actually not losing them. You still have them there. And, you know, people really engage with stories. And I feel like they would give you quick feedback as well in the first 24 hours of whether a thought was good or not. And then you just keep track of that and then, you know, develop it. And yeah. this is something important that he mentions too. He said, well, when I have a long thought that becomes a thread in Twitter, which then because becomes a long-form piece of content, which what it does, it adds depth, right? It adds depth to that specific idea or that specific topic that he's talking about. But if it's just a kind of like quick, short thought, he just tweets it in one specific tweet, which if it resonates, that becomes a short-form content, right? A real YouTube short, a TikTok. And those, what they do is they add width. Right, they allowed you to put more content out there and reach new audiences. I love this. Uh, you know, something that we that we mentioned in the last episode with uh, podcast movement is people are conditioned right by the medium that they're consuming content. Right, so uh, if we have an opportunity when we collect ideas on where a thought comes up to put it out there instead of putting it in a database, right? Nobody's gonna see it. Why don't we leverage this, right? And I think mm -hmm. what stops a lot of people based on feedback that we've had on calls on people in the community is that is the fears of not having it perfect, right? This yep. is not maybe, this is not my thought. This is not that my original idea. 
that's okay. Put it out there. I'd give the attribution to that person. But if that idea, if that topic resonates, it doesn't matter. You can always relate it to what you're producing, what your business is, or what your projects are. And I think there's a, a lot of room for opportunities. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, on to the next clip. We're good? Yeah, yeah. So the next clip, you know, kind of to make a transition here from, from this idea, then you're going to say, saying, okay, well, what if I have this so many ideas and I don't want to really do shorts. I don't want to, you know, have that width. Again, I, I feel it's that battle of quality versus volume. And this is a thought that he shared about Gary Vaynerchuk that I, I thought it was extremely interesting because if I'm being honest, I follow Gary, but at the same time, I don't really consume that much of his content, but he's always popping on my screen. So literally when I think about, okay, who is the top, top, top influence in social media, right? Right after Biz Bros, the first thought is <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> I try to stay serious through that one. You know, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. So they, let's listen to what Ormosi has to say about the shorts here. Sounds good. Can you play the clip? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> are you are you okay with this being the last clip today? Because the next ones are going to be juicy and we can do them tomorrow, Friday. Sure, we can do a part two on this. Let's go. Okay, uh, let me share screen. Gary, all right, here we go. Bam. I realized that because you're like, why do you do short stuff? Um, I was kind of against shorts. And then I realized that I've never actually consumed anything from Gary Vee that's long. But I like Gary Vee a lot. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that work. So... That's why I do both. Uh, I realize there you go. So look at that. He's like, mm -hmm. I never consumed them. I like Gary. So the like and trust factor is actually not tied up to whether you consume it or not. I'm sure he knows Gary too in person, <laughs> yeah. right? But guess what? Like just the fact that you're showing up on people's feed, it's invaluable. It's, it's massive. massive. And we experienced that in Funnel Hacking Live last year. And we shared this story before, so I'm going to make it brief. But they were giving away the two Coma Club Awards. And we stood up to go to the restroom. <laughs> and some of our friends that we've had on the podcast or that we connect connected through the community, they stopped us and they were like, guys, congratulations. And we're like, why? <laughs> They're like, because you guys are getting the two Coma Club Award, right? And we're like, not really. No, we're not. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, we thought you did because we saw you, we see you guys everywhere, yeah. right? And that is that concept of art that we shared all the time. Authority, relevancy, and trust. Consistency builds art. Yeah. Authority, relevancy, and trust. And it's incredible that perception that it gives to people just showing in their feed. So I'm going to leave you with this before you take over. But it's the life the lifespan of a post is very short in social media. So if you decide to go with the quality of the production and you post something once every week, guess what? Your post is going to live for a little bit. And then only you're now dependent on other people's actions, you know, to actually boost your post. You are dependent on other people's engagement on whether other people decide to actually watch your content multiple times. So the algorithm starts pushing it to more and more people. But... If you are posting three, four, five times a day, now you're getting on their feed and you're just being consistent and you can control that, yeah. but you cannot control their engagement. No, and I, and I love this, right? Because in the, the test that we did on shorts last week, uh, there were three days in a row that we, that we posted and uh, every single day that we, po and we posted in chunks of nine shorts at the same time. So it was uh, nine, nine shorts in a row and then the next day, nine, nine shorts in a row. Um, 
every day got momentum. It's like this big like wheel that grabs momentum. And then we we stopped for three days because we were out at the event and we just stopped the that project for a little bit because there's some other stuff in the back end that we're doing for that. Um, and then when we restarted the publishing, when we caught up again, it was it felt harder to get that momentum again. It was like smaller, smaller views or a smaller reach. And then the second day that we posted a little bit more. And then the third day that we posted a little bit more. So uh, this obviously tells us something, right? If the platforms rewards you for that consistency, right? Whether, and again, whether that's nine shorts, two shorts, one short, whatever that is, uh, make sure that it's consistent day in and day out. So measure your capacity. We talk about this all the time in the publishing pyramid whether that's your time, whether that's your team, what are those resources so you can stay consistent over time. And keep this in mind, I was talking to, uh, I was on a call earlier today and we're talking about this. The time, make sure that you allocate the time for the creation, that that gives a lot of energy to a lot of people, right? Time for the creation, time for the production, whether that's you or your team, and then the time and the resources for the distribution, whether that's you or your team. Creation, obviously, if you're the face of it, mm-hmm. obviously you, but keep in mind the other two because most people don't pay attention to that. So, dude, I love this. Yeah, we should, we should be doing more of this. Uh, yeah. Next week. I know. I, ne- I, next I, episode. <laughs> next episode. Uh, there, there's a few things here that we're going to share. You know, we're going to talk about how to simplify or this the virality simplified. What's the secret recipe coming from Mr. Beast? Yeah, we're going to talk about the long form formats that Ormosi uses for his videos and the short form. And maybe we'll, we'll spice it up and we'll add some of our frameworks that we use to create these videos. Why are frameworks important? They minimize your decision fatigue and you can come in really easy and plug things in, plug, plug the information in, and it just makes the whole pro- creation process yeah. extremely easy. So we're going to be sharing Ormosi's, the one that he's sharing there, and then some of ours, and then how he went from 20k downloads a month 20,000 downloads a month to 400,000 <laughs> downloads a month on his podcast right and trust me is very simple and yeah. again obviously you're not going to potentially not going to see the same results but it's something that you might be avoiding doing and is a very quick switch that you can inject yeah. into your content. And last, we're going to talk about the distribution, right? How he went from, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but we're going to talk about how the, he, the ten, output ten is, he, his output. Has like juicy, juicy. <laughs> so good. It's so good. And we're going to share also uh, some results of tests that we're running over the last two weeks on our side of things. Obviously our accounts are not as big as them. And then how does that translate to business? Because vanity metrics, don't matter. Alex's objective is a little bit different than ours. Ours is really tied down to uh, different goals that we have in the, whether yeah. that's a podcast. He's building or a service. brand now. He's he, building a brand. He's building a brand. He's giving a lot of stuff for free, uh, which is amazing, right? And we, we've talked about this and we're going to probably debrief a little bit of that uh, in the next episode. So, Fonzie, we're good? That was good. That was a good episode. That was a solid one. That was a solid. Let us know. Was that a good episode? Send us a message. Yeah. Do you like the idea of putting the clips? commenting them, you know, coming up with conclusions, sharing a little bit more about our frameworks. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow Contents Profit. That's right. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit podcast. Go ahead and follow the show and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and and subscribe and if you want leave a review pretty honest you know we love feedback see ya bye guys take care